All right. Good morning, class. Welcome to Art Eater podcast number, uh, I think it's number 31 now. We're, we're, we're getting up there. Um, yeah, so today we have a very uh, unspecial show. It's a very casual show today. We, we didn't, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't um, pick any particular. Today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no particular subject. I thought, um, I thought we would... We were just five. <laughs> we'll just five for hours now. Um, I, I thought we'd talk about uh, just maybe it's a podcast about what we could talk about in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're we're gonna talk about uh, you know just like whatever uh, things that we're into, things that maybe we haven't covered on the podcast yet. Because um, so you know, our, the Art Eater podcast it's it's very video game focused, um, and lately it's been very uh, fighting game focused focused especially but uh really we can we can talk about anything we want um you know as long as it's vaguely art related <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and you know it has been video game related um uh, but uh that, that's been the main theme but um it does, doesn't have to be we can really talk about anything interesting and uh, i believe uh aj just joined us right adam what's good everybody hey How you doing? oh hey. happy to have you Oh, man. I didn't even know this was like happening yet. But I, basically, my Discord notifications have been like off for the past like day because I've been focusing on the thing. Oh, but like yeah. I saw this and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." So I'm gonna come through <laughs> and say hello for a little bit. Let's Thanks. drop in. Thanks for dropping in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, it's always a pleasure to be to be here chatting with you all. How, how is everybody? Just quickly. Good. I'm good. Tyrated. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah quite the person to ask right about now right <laughs> yeah 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 there are things like that that happens but uh, overall good 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 overall good. yeah but, but. yeah overall uh you know pretty good uh you know steady working on the things i'm always working on uh but i've, I've found new uh i guess i don't know like new enlightenment or something i don't know it's weird Ooh. i've been listening to uh osamu so- soji's uh music and for people that may not know who he is, he is uh, a composer that has worked on a lot of anime. Uh, I mean, just a lot. Like, probably more notably, he did the soundtrack for Wicked City. Oh, nice. Um, ah. mm. And, I mean, if you listen to the stuff he did for Wicked City, it's, for anybody that knows me, I love Vaporwave. I love, like, relaxing, calm, like, sort of weird feature noir music. And that's what Wicked City is to a T, without even being connected to Vaporwave. But his other music is just all over the place. Like it's just like he just makes whatever comes to him, and it's super cool to kind of experience like someone's visual language change like so much. So uh, you know, now it's been like I listen to certain tracks from Wicked City like before and after I meditate and during my, my workouts, and then. It's like if I'm doing something else, like I'm like his music has become like this thing where there's like multiple categories and like it's been kinda interesting just going through his discography. Uh you know, unfortunately he passed away two thousand eighteen, but like his uh. music is just it's fantastic. Like I mean, I can't even you know, like I can describe more or less what Wicked City's music sounds like and, and things like that, but it's like it's one of those things where you listen to one particular contribution he's made to a project. And then you listen to another one, and it's like a completely different sound. So, like, the fact that they can be so diverse and so consistently talented at the same time is, like, a it's, a, it's an amazing testament to their music and the fact that, like, 
their music lives beyond their their physical life at least for me like mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, so if you sure. haven't checked it out you know like you know look him up on youtube doesn't matter which soundtrack or whatever you listen to it'll be an interesting experience by far would would you feel like uh do you, do you feel like you could pick out his his music like if you were to hear it you know like let's say uh, joe hisashi like the the ghibli uh you know mm. composer like you, you can definitely pick out his music right for for a lot of different projects there's a i think there's like a unified sort of tone to i guess their approach like in terms of like what happens in the first layer what happens in the second layer and how the second and third one like compound together to make like a transition into like a, a potential fourth layer of a track you can feel that uh and it does feel signature but the tools that are being used in it are just so different that it's almost like if to the untrained ear you're like this can't be the same person but it is <laughs> uh it's it's kind of like uh Suneo Imahori uh the composer for Trigon and Gungrave uh that guy is all over the place too and but it's, you, you still feel there's like a particular signature to his work it's almost like the musical equivalent of uh, Yasuhiro Naito's art. Whoa, nice. Like, like that's like it's ironic that, or maybe serendipitous that he worked on Gungrave, uh, because, man, the synergy there is it's it's thick with it, uh, you know. But um, oh man, speaking oh AJ's throwing throwing the heat down for uh, hell yeah, bomb. yeah. Now that's mm. that's. A, that's what I want to talk about too. That's, that's a topic. That's, yeah. that's a subject. That's right a topic. There. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Topics all over. I'm, I'm coming in. I'm dropping topics left and right. We, we got it all. Yeah. Going. <laughs> yeah. 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 So is is uh, Adam just uh, dropped us the the bomb rush cyberpunk trailer? So that's the new game uh, of um, that's basically Jet Set Radio without uh, rollerblades, and um, and. That looks super sick, and the team that made it is a uh, team reptile, and they're the guy that made the um, the fighting game without fighting with baseball bats. Uh, what's the name? Um... Little League. Yeah, oh, Little League and Little League, League Blaze. Yeah, so yeah, they they Little are su- they are super good. I've actually interviewed uh, two of them uh, when they came in France for a tournament a few uh, a few years ago. Uh, that was that was a few years ago. Now that COVID has passed on us. And uh, they are super chill, super chill and cool, uh, cool guys. Like they are, most most of them are Dutch, I think. One of them was Dutch, and the other one, the community manager, was German. So they, they were super great guys, and I'm happy to see that they are doing, you know, something really new that still fits their aesthetics, both in you know in music and uh, in graphics. So that's uh, that's a nice way, to, you know, to. To rebound after making two hit games like this it's not i think it's not easy to do something new and capitalize on the strengths of your team so that's great that's great absolutely yeah. we, we maybe 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 richmond we should make a podcast about the jet set radio aesthetics oh yeah and, yeah. and culture oh, yeah. overall culture you know uh, aesthetic and musical and thematic oh, yeah. culture of, on jet set radio oh there'd be so much to discuss there i mean like, mm-hmm. like first off I, I could talk about the cell shading forever mm-hmm. uh first cell shaded real cell shaded game but but also like you said like it's it's everything else it's the whole culture around mm-hmm. it the whole mishmash of like international influences 
you know the the, the sample based soundtrack and uh, oh gosh yeah there's a lot to talk about there yeah <laughs> that'd be a fantastic it's, it's one. like the it's like the timing of like when that game was made uh it was such a it's like a like the culmination of so many things that like happened right like i mean mm. like, like hip-hop had to be discovered and like it had to evolve to the point where it was at uh certain aspects of fashion on a global level like yeah. evolving at different varying points mm. all around the world in all these things kind of like came together mm. and it sort of became this melting pot of like an idea base and like Jess said, is like a even to this day, like in 2021. I mean, the whole world has changed, even outside of COVID. I mean, like mm. fashion in Japan has completely changed. Like, uh, like Harajuku doesn't even technically exist anymore. It's been taken over by the Muji Overlord, and <laughs> like, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I do like the things that Muji does, but you know, there's like a a part of you that's like, man, I, I miss the vibrant dynamism of like people's self-expression yeah. with like clothing you know so it's what, it's interesting if what, what i love what i love about this aesthetic is that the 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 company that i think managed to recapture this kind of you know energy and uh, and yeah cultural thing is basically nintendo with splatoon because oh, yeah. this game Ooh. you know it, it feels like the the next evolution but basically when i first saw splatoon i thought oh my god that's like Nintendo doing Sonic and making it even cooler than before. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, and, and you can't argue that, you know, Jet Set Radio, Sonic Adventure, all this game from this Dreamcast era, they all have a, a kind of uh, connection from an est yeah. yeah, yeah, some ID. And when you when you look at Splatoon today, the, the, I saw a great video by um, by a YouTuber that explored this about the, the notion of identity in Splatoon and identity through fashion, basically. And uh, that's super, uh, I think the, 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 the YouTuber is, is a, she's a woman, she's named Hero Tug, Hero Tug. She's a super great uh, storyteller. So I, I encourage you, encourage you to, to, to go and listen to and watch her videos. But yeah, the Splatoon to me also could be a, more modern you know because we i think we, we're everyone is a uh, is like oh you're talking about your old games from 25 <laughs> years ago maybe we should do something on a more <laughs> recent game yeah yeah <laughs> so so people don't call us boomers <laughs> even, even adam <laughs> is going to call us boomers soon <laughs> i mean I, I, I all think... with, with that no no well, okay you know it's all good don't you, worry about that you, you know what he, he, he actually backs that up because like he even caught me calling myself a boomer without saying boomer on Twitter and he was like no so like it's true like, like, the like, truth. I will not let you guys do it yeah so so so, so shout outs to AJ for because he yeah. just came out of nowhere man he logged into the chat like metaphorically it was just like no like so I mean like I you know nah we're not we're not boomers man we just we just talking about things that happen to just have some staying power man and they influence mm -hmm. people both during the era of their inception but also after so i mean that also sort of encapsulates the impact that these things have you know so i mean not nah, yeah. it's that's why we talk about them because you know one we... thing i'd just like to speak about very quickly about this actually it's the fact that like we've ingested so much media at such a vastly speedy and you know completely new rate that we've just yeah. never had to you know deal with it or utilize before like people 
in the past 20 to 30 odd years just the level of ability to intake all different kinds of news information all different kinds of things you know regarding the in the, the invention and the uh, the advent of social media as a means of communication mm. and uh, as a learning facility and how we utilize that like especially with games like all of the concepts all the things that we know now these used to be sort of put around and they used to be shared out between people with magazines and like early sites online and stuff yeah now if something trends for a day like you can hear all about something for such a massive period of time and then by the next day it'll feel like three days have gone by because no one's talking about it anymore you know what i mean like yeah it's like when you see memes on the internet now like in quote unquote like you know internet time my friends and i was joking about this like one day feels like five days in like internet time because like just with how quickly things happen and how quickly things change it makes mm. time sort of stretch and sort of warp and bend and morph in really odd ways so i think that when we speak about video games that have come out quite a bit ago now obviously yeah jet set radio developed by small bit and published by sega released on june 29th 2000 yes that is 21 years old now it is that's fair enough mm-hmm. but it's like the concepts which we're talking about that still exist in that game they still exist today like hip hop has staying power that has oh, yeah. obviously you know gripped the world by force. Um, it's been a massive, massive part of so many different people's lives. People that are listening right now, of course. And I think that when people talk about and think about games with such a strong visual and, in essence, cultural identity, especially you know going about its own very Japanese view of this in literal you know Shibuya Cho, Benton Cho, Tokyo Cho, like do you know what I mean, like mm. Kogane Cho, like all these very specifically named places. When we have to think about these things we must also remember that like these concepts they're not they're, they're not um they're not super young do you know what i mean like, the idea of hip-hop as a thing it's already it's been here for ages the idea of graffiti as a means of expression and communication through art it's already it's always been that people have yeah. always been making cave paintings people have always been wanting to express things and you know show what it is that they can do with their hands or with any kind of me- media or materials or whatever like so when people feel a connection to this it kind of can be easy to be like, oh, I do feel like kind of, you know, old and like this game came out ages ago and like, is it washed up? Like, am I washed? Like, nah, you know, it's just like, you just still have a connection to something that still exists in society today. And, and it did then. Like, it's not, it, it's just that the time stretched is all. Do you know what I mean? Like the way that we refer yeah. to it is just different. Yeah. Just, just for a moment, I thought about, you know, the, the meme with the, with the, the Simpsons um, school uh, director who's like, oh, am yeah, I yeah, out yeah. of touch when the kids know yeah, it's yeah, the kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Principal Skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The like, the kids oh, like, oh, everything's moved on. Every, everything's moved on. Like, nah, it's the kids that are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> See, but that, that's also important as well because, like, remembering that and, like, obviously we all age and like, everyone gets older um obviously mm. you know we've all gone through birthdays and stuff man's coming up this year like i'm gonna be 25 soon so it's like oh i'm thinking about this now like oh wow like you know a quarter of a century and stuff but like again it's like we all go through things in different ways we all have these different you know thoughts and feelings about like time and like how it relates to our own lives what it is that we've done what it is we want to do all these things so especially in a sort of um in a time like now, especially with the access to the you know vast mm. sea and ocean of information available to us, it can be really weird to sort of feel like time slips by. But yeah, I think that yeah. we should try and um, focus on what it is that we have at the moment as well. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. In uh, in a sense, I played a game at the, the the start of the year. Maybe you you've played it too. It's called uh, and it, it reminds me a little bit of this, you know crazy aesthetics uh, like Jet Set Radio, but in a more, I don't know, uh, maybe less uh, Japanese fashion. It's uh, Sayonara Wild Earths. 
Maybe you. Uh, uh, I haven't it. played that I'm one. I've not played it, but I've seen. I've seen some stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the game is great. Very, very short game, but it was a, a mobile game first, and now it's available everywhere on the Switch, on PC, and uh, it's like um, it's a music game, but. It's not really a music game because you know that's not uh, Dance Dance Revolution or something like that. It's more like a, a Rai shoot, Rai shooting music game with a tarot yeah. card, and uh, and it's and it's very it's very contemporary, contemporary because it treats on subjects like I don't know depression and uh, uh, and uh, love uh, love separation things like that. So it's super fun. The, the soundtrack is amazing, and I think the soundtrack will please you a lot, um, James. Uh, not James, but also, um, uh, in fact, all of you, I think, <laughs> because it's, it's, everyone it's like. uh, yeah, everyone. It's it's electro for sure, uh, with a lot of voice, a lot of bass. It's a bit. I don't know. I really enjoy it. It was almost too short, <laughs> you know. You you finish the game, you're like, wow. That's already over, but I wanted more of it, and uh, <laughs> I was so I was sad. But I I really think that it could you know fit inside this uh, kind of um, new games that have a very uh, cell shaded aesthetics and uh, crazy music and things like that. R really uh, try it. I think you you could enjoy it. Okay, definitely. I just want to loop it back to Bomber Cyberpunk really quickly. Like yeah. that game. It's it's being developed by like a, like we said before Team Reptile, good friend of mine Tim Remmers, the you know uh, studio lead over there, like oh, nice. the founders, like super yeah super super cool guy. Gave me a hat about um, <laughs> gave me a hat about a few years ago now. Like just sent it to me with a note. It was really cool. But yeah, like that game is one of the games which I've been most excited about. Like it's just so cool to see this existing in this time right time period that we're that we're in right now because like we're saying it does remind people of of course like its own you know sort of spiritual you know predecessor in jet set radio series but it is absolutely its own thing and i think that's very important that people you know think about and you know recognize because as game developers and as people you know who create things in general <clears throat> I think it's always important to remember that like everyone's taking something in their own like way. They're coming at this in their own style. Do you know what I mean? Like they've got so many of their own of their own like favorite games also and their own influences, obviously with Jet Set mm. likely being like one of their most you know, chief among those. But yeah, I think with a team like they've got, with some of the great artists that they've got on there, with some of the with some of the mechanics as well, from what I'm guessing, like I was having a watch of it the other day and I implore all of the listeners to do so as well. Like if you've not seen this trailer already, I'm sure it can be linked, I suppose. But yeah, like they have this um tricking mechanic. So it's basically mm. doing like flips and tricks and it's a it's a it's an art form in and of itself basically. People doing all different kinds of like back springs and like three sixty kicks and all other kinds of front flips and somersaults and cool stuff. Like I feel like that will add another area and, and another level of like visual flair and expression that is also similar to martial arts in a way but also similar mm. to graffiti. It's like visual graffiti with your body, kind of. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be something that you spray up on a wall. It's something that you can, you know, express with your own physical being and your own actual, in, in a very B-boy-esque sense, the kind of shapes that you can make with your body. Like, it's mm. art. So I think, like, that's something that I hope that they, or have a feeling that they will lean into a lot more. 
because I have I have a really what a really good feeling about that from just from just from taking a look at the uh, look at the trailer there. And of course, that also ties in with you know rhythm and like how it is you groove to a beat. And also that makes me think of Hideki Naganuma and all of his great 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 work because this the track that plays on this actual trailer. I forget the name of it right now, but let me try to see if we can find it real quick. I think it's called that's it. It's called Get Enough, like G E T E N U F. Hmm. Get Enough. But yeah, like that track is just absolutely beautiful. Like it's really, really good. And the 30 seconds, 33 seconds that we get of it, yeah, I, I definitely recommend that people um, have a listen to it because speaking of you know people with significant and signature styles in music, especially for video games music, of course, like yeah, Hideki Naganuma is a name that everyone needs to know or needs to really and truly appreciate. Yeah, I wanted to just talk a little bit about something that you brought up uh, in terms of body movement and just what kind of expression that can actually mean for a game. You know, when you have something that allows you to uh, create these beautiful shapes with your body, uh, it's 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 self-expression, and it's also it's almost like you know you're allowed to be your own composition in that moment, like over and over. You know, um, and being able to see and do something like that in succession with that type of aesthetic is a really impactful experience, and it's actually fresh. Um, it's almost as if I feel like if that's something that they're going to do, it'll allow the characters themselves to be just as important as the music. Whereas I feel like in Jet Set, the characters kind of shared that placement with the music and the aesthetic, but I feel like in this particular case, it's like, you could be like it's almost it's expanding upon the experience that Jet Set Radio provided, and I in in a new way. It's not like oh well, you know, like I'm the younger cousin of Jet Set Radio. It's like no, I'm just a project that has been influenced by these things, and we're taking it potentially in a different direction. I think that would be an incredibly interesting uh, sentiment to like uphold. Like I would that would make me want to buy the game even more because I mean I've been playing Lethal League and just enjoying what that game represents but something like this uh, mm. you know I, I would it would be definitely be something that I would be talking about quite a lot um, all over the place because that, that actually sounds really cool so I hope that that's something that it ends up becoming man like you've got me more excited about it than I already kind of quietly was so you know like, like they better be paying you over there to be a shill because you're doing it very well <laughs> <laughs> uh, the well, game the game yeah. just it, it sells itself like you, you see it and you're like oh man like i i want to know more about this game like it, it, it's so beautiful and it's uh it has such a great style to it i i, I hadn't thought about the uh the, the b-boy aspect of it as much because uh yeah like like uh jet said radio there's like you do like simple tricks and stuff I, I think it never got as crazy as like tony hawk right with the tricks mm -hmm. it was more about sort of platforming and and spray painting but uh yeah really interested to see what they do with uh, this game the, the link the, the link you made with tony hawk is super important i think because tony hawk prosketa you know the game they they they, they remake they remade the, the the two first game in a package recently and uh, oh they did yeah yeah they 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 made they made a, a complete remake basically Oh. And uh, you can play online with your friends, uh, so that's super fun. And there's one thing that both those games have in common is that both are super important 
cultural points, you know. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, it, when it came out, this game, it popularized the, the, the skater culture and uh, aesthetics and music, something like that. And like, how many of you have discovered music, and not music like uh, original soundtrack, but uh, music that was in the radio in some games? For example, at the start of the 2000s, I remember having the, um, loving the SSX snowboard games. Tricky, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was uh, three of them and Tricky in the middle, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember that there, there were radio stations in this game, especially in the third game. And you could listen to so much music and so much thing. It's the same with JTA, you know. And oh, yeah. uh, and uh, I think the, the, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater is also part of this. And... Jet Set Radio, it's like you're listening to a radio that doesn't exist, <laughs> but <laughs> but that's the same thing. Like you, maybe you can. I, I remember asking myself when I was young, was young, like, is this music by you know people outside of the game, or is it something made for the game? And <laughs> that's a that's a powerful thing to have in your game, actually, to not sound like a, an original soundtrack or something like that. No, absolutely. Anyway, that, that's just I me rambling. Creates... But, uh... No, but that's interesting, though, because it creates a specific type of uh, experience, uh, mm. you know, sonically, because, you know, it's like, you know, someone can say, oh, yeah, well, the soundtrack for XYZ game is done by this person, and this is the sound they went with for this project, and, oh, yeah, okay, that's it. But when you're world building with your music in a specific way, that's a, a, a different type of unique, at least to me. Mm. Uh, and that's something that I've enjoyed in Grand Theft Auto. Uh, you know, oh my I, God. It's, and I, and a, know emotion radio in Vice City. Oh <laughs> like ri riding, a, scoot riding a, a, a scooter or a Vespa uh, by the sea and listening to Toto Africa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's certain, some experience. Yeah. It's just certain, it's certain, certain things are just like, uh, they're, they're just these very visceral little like uh, moments that can happen with music that way and I think that's really cool and I know that you know cyberpunk is low hanging fruit but one of the things that they did kind of get in that similar vein was that they had radio stations that were you know sort of specific uh, in the future and those were kind of neat to uh, listen to and experience so I think that in a game where that's something that's allowed like it does create like another layer of uh world building that's uh appreciated so like i for me stuff like that is is pretty cool like i i i love things like that so if there's a game that has it and it makes sense within that world i'm gonna listen to every single radio station and I'm gonna, like dedicate time to like absorbing you know what you want me to absorb about the world that may not be readily present like within like the actual story Nice. That reminds me. Um, uh, have you all played uh, Let It Die? Is the the grasshopper oh my god. manufacturer again? Oh, that, that game. Oh my god. Okay. So they're not paying me to say any of this. But shout outs to Grasshopper. Um, that game is such a unique experience that it is both beautifully terrifying and frustrating and great all at the same time. <laughs> um. I have never... Okay, I'm going to put this out here. I organize my games on my consoles 
that are digital by folder titles, right? So <laughs> I have versus fighting because I buy a lot of Japanese games and I just love the fact that versus fighting is like a, a label. So that's oh where all God. my fighting Man. games go, right? So then I have like you know uh, like like third person shooter stuff like that. But this game made me create an entirely new uh, 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 section or folder. And it's called 3AM. Like, <laughs> this, game, this game does not operate on a normal frequency of, like, anything else that I have ever played. And I just was like, what does this game make me feel like all the time? I feel like it's 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm, and I'm delusional and I shouldn't be awake. <laughs> but, like, I'm playing a game because of the world that encapsulates it and just the 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 uh, music within the world like the, I don't know if it's a radio but like there's there's like programming through this game that you can interact with and it's so bizarre and it's so it puts you it's almost like if your feet were on the ground in this world it's like they're planting them that much further it's almost like the concrete is becoming quicksand and you're sinking into this world like that much more so little touches like that can really uh, strengthen an, an already amazing experience with the game. And I feel like Let It Die really captures that well. If you can still get access to this game and you want to know what 3 o'clock in the morning feels like at 2.30 in the afternoon, like, yeah, <laughs> you should play that game. I remember how to really stick love. I'm just looking at it now. And like it's really is quite cool. It's like skateboarding, like Grim Reaper, and like dudes like these crazy eyes and stuff. It's very sick looking. It yeah. makes me feel like if I were out with the creator of this game and just listening to a conversation over drinks, and it's super late at night. That's what this game is. It's hmm. just like I I should talk about that game a lot more. I really don't, but like it is such it's such a beautiful. Uh, game in its own right in terms of its creativity, man. So oh, yeah, yeah. It, okay. Sounds sounds like we could do a whole podcast on that one. Yeah, we definitely could. Yeah, I, I, you, I, could, I, you could. The grasshopper aesthetics actually could deliver a whole podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a whole series. That's there. so true. Yeah. No, just real quick, I, 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 I just brought up Let It Die because we're, we're talking about the um, just importance of music and we were specifically talking about licensed music used uh, in games. And um, so for Let It Die, the, uh, the, the sound director was, um, was uh, Akira Yamaoka, you know, a very famous mm. uh, composer, the, the, the Silent Hill composer, but really like... He's done so many awesome games. He works with Goichi Suda a lot. Uh, Suda wasn't the director on this, but uh, basically um, Akira Yamaoka used Let It Die. Uh, he, he basically thought of it as a tool to introduce the world to uh, Japanese like uh, rock music, especially like uh, indie rock and like uh, Japanese metal. He reached out to over a hundred bands. There's actually over a hundred different uh, Japanese bands in the game. So like that that was actually like uh he 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 wanted it to be like an ambassador of uh music you know so that that is like a game literally literally made to like introduce you to new new bands and I, I thought that was a really cool aspect of it cuz cuz if you just play the game you wouldn't necessarily know like you, you it it gels together really well and it has that really cool like surreal feeling to it but uh yeah it's actually like a 100 different bands 
Yeah, it's kind of wild to think about. Yeah. They, they've they've got um, a history of doing that as well. Like in one of my other, it's a bit of a like a like a cheesy favorite game, but like I really enjoyed the game Lollipop Chainsaw when it came out and stuff. Oh yeah, and like that game focuses very 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 heavily on music in so many different ways. And not only with, you know, musical, like, genre-themed areas and, like, enemies and bosses, but, like, one of which, called them Zed, like, they are such a really weird, wild, like, wacky, cool character. They're basically this, like, punk rock, like, misfit-type guy who literally has, like, a giant, like, set of, like, Liberty Spikes and, like, pale white skin, blood hanging out of his mouth, like, eats rats and, like, you know, wears plaid and headbangs all the time. Like each one of the enemies in this game they have a very specific kind of like visual look and style Mm. but their music and their you know their sort of musical tastes are represented throughout their game design attacks and like throughout their their boss encounters basically and this guy he like literally like shouts um like swear words and like all kinds of like violent lyrics at people and (laughs) yeah like then they come out of like this um giant uh, microphone that he's holding and they, they appear in these big like blocks of text but this guy actually just to sort of harp on a bit about um, inclusion of real life bands and you know actual games but uh, yeah this guy here he is actually a guy called Jimmy Urine and he is one of the well one of the best like in my opinion one of the one, one of the better musicians of like my childhood times basically Ooh. so basically there was a band called Mindless Self Indulgence and yes. they were very very cool in my opinion <laughs> back in the day yeah I used to be really Dude, into Dude you're stuff. into Mindless Self Indulgence like, of course, man. Dude, I, I gotta be. I, 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 I saw them live uh, years and years Same. ago. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Yeah. Absolutely. That was my, that was my first concert ever. I went to a Mindless Self-Indulgent show. Oh, I my God. Myself. That's I awesome. Went my, I, I went with some friends. It was, it was very, very good. Very, yeah, very yeah. Awesome. But yeah, but anyway, yeah. So he acted on, on um, Lollipop Chainsaw as a lead singer, as a musical composer, and a voice actor for the character Zed, who he's portraying. And yeah, there's a video out there of him doing some you know actual voice work and stuff and he talks a bit about his own musical influences and how it is that he utilizes his you know musical history as a performer himself and as a writer and stuff and how that meshes so well with working with you know Suda someone who does work with musicians before obviously and just in the general sort of creation of a character especially as an antagonist as well being a boss in this game but I think it's really interesting just sort of as you were mentioning there about like people you know getting over like a hundred you know bands for a game design project and stuff i think it's so cool seeing different people try this do you know what i mean just seeing people from you know actual bands appearing in games playing characters finding ways to make new characters finding ways to make you know new fun memorable parts of video games obviously mm. something that they're not always working professionally but it's all it's always great again you, you see the same thing in um <laughs> in Death Stranding as well, right? Like, that happens there. That's um, Bring Me the Horizon. Oh my goodness. That song yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's also existed in Death Stranding. When I was first playing that, I was just, I was just uh, you know, walking around and stuff. And then some, uh, Bring Me the Horizon track starts playing. I'm just like, what the? Like, what's going on here? Like, this is, this is cool. This is something, right? Like, it's interesting just to see the way that these things merge and how it yeah. is that the memories get made surrounding this. But yeah, very cool. I mean, I think, I think that, uh, I mean, the influence you know, has has been in games, it's just taking it to this level of inclusion that allows, like, these artists to be an active uh, part of the actual experiences. Like, it's, um, it's an amazing thing to me. I mean, you could look at something like uh, JoJo, right? Like, there's music influences all over that thing. But to have uh, mu- 
music by artists be in a game or for them to be a character in a game uh, exactly i feel like that's something that it's it's like it's there's a duality there right because you're you're making a love letter to what's influencing you and you're exposing more people to it but also you're including that influence literally like that's like a, it's a, it's such a incredible thing to uh to, to witness i mean honestly like that's one of my dreams is to be able to do something like that uh i mean my project is littered with musical influences and i mean there's things that have been shown but there are things that are in my brain right now that it's just like i would love to at least do an homage to them i mean some of these people aren't even alive anymore so i mean that's also that but uh seeing music become uh such like such a pivotal aspect to uh people's gaming experience on like a different level outside of just listening to something is like a it's an amazing thing i mean personally speaking i mean i'm a little crazy though so like some of the stuff that i would want uh i don't even know if that would even be like possible um i don't know have you guys ever heard i don't know if anybody's heard of this youtuber but uh his name is pad chennington i think i may have mentioned him before mm -hmm. but he's like a uh i would say he initially speaking like he's probably like a vaporwave scholar like he is someone that in a way it's like i have a lot of knowledge in my head about vaporwave but this guy is like he is a true professor of uh <laughs> the whole genre and the subgenres but he covers different types of music also and he's been doing a series on a lot of like interesting uh music uh like noise music and you know things like that so like i i kind of went down like a a rabbit hole of listening to uh, like Hana Tarash. Uh, I mean, this guy literally used a bulldozer uh, <laughs> for like an instrument in uh, one of his tracks, and it's a lot of it is incredibly unsettling. But the I guess the narrative behind it is it's just it's interesting to to listen to, even if you walk away from it and you're like, this is incoherent garbage. Like, because uh, I can understand exactly why somebody would say that. Because I mean, in some cases it is, but at the same time, like someone treating it like a musical experience has also been kind of cool to like to see. So uh, yeah, man, like music being more a part of games is like it's just awesome. That seems super complicated to do. Because do you remember the um, we we are talking a lot about Japanese game, but do games overall in the podcast but do you remember the game brutal legend by uh, tim schaefer oh yeah yeah of course. yeah yeah i love this game it was a strange mix of beat demo and um and a tactical game where you can you could basically like it's an open world that's made with metal like metal music and your character basically <laughs> dies on set uh, and the, the main character is voiced by uh, jack black yeah and, yeah, uh, perfect and, casting, and yeah. yeah, and when he dies on the set because uh, <laughs> uh, something falls on him, he wakes up in a strange land and there's like Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore is uh, with, uh, you know, uh, the face, I don't know, of uh, metal musicians or things like that. The end of the world, when you get to the end of the, the world, the end of the map, basically, there's wall, like, uh, like in Grandia, you know? But a wall made of uh, of um, uh, subwoofers. I don't remember the name. But uh, 
gigantic tons and tons of them and things like that. Oh, just That's, speakers, yeah, just big speakers. Yeah, speakers. Yeah, just just giant speakers, a wall of giant speakers, so you can't leave the place. Something like that. That's and there's a lot of uh, radios too in this uh, in this game, and you can discover a lot of good metal band and more mm. more classic. I would say more classic U.S., Europe, Occidental, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, music, but I discovered a lot, a lot, a lot of music, and uh, there's something super cheesy about fighting one of the last boss of the game while listening to Slipknot. You know, <laughs> that's something very, very strange. Wow. Like uh, I, I remember, there was one of the boss that was super hard, and uh, the music during the boss is like is I think the name was uh, "Our Ghost in the Fog," a very famous one by Slipknot. And the music, I think I had listened to this song for one hour because I kept failing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's an incredible game. It's probably very cheap on on Steam now. And a huge soundtrack with uh, when they when they did the, the, the when they picked the music, it's a bit like you explained before. They tried to pick a lot of different styles of bands and uh, and sub subculture of metal and things like that so i think there's everything from uh, power metal to speed metal to uh, new metal to i don't know what metal exists but uh, it probably exists and uh, and that's something really 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 great so yeah, maybe uh, maybe think about it too uh, oh, yeah, when yeah. you listen to this podcast if you if maybe it's probably inside one of your backlogs in Steam, <laughs> or probably, or maybe you have it in a bundle that you bought, you know, somewhere <laughs> in the last ten years. So uh, I encourage you to, to try yeah. it because the voiceover is incredible, the the music is super great, of course. The gameplay is okay, that's not incredible, but that's okay. And the open world with the car, that's like the first tribe you encounter there are the headbangers and basically you have to free them from slavery because they headbang so much that they are used to mine uh, inside mines like they headbang on stone (laughs) (laughs) directly so they make good miners you know and you free them by doing doing sounds with your guitar and uh, they start following you like you are in a bodysee or something like that and while they, they are around you they protect you by headbanging anything that comes with in front of you. <laughs> and nice. everything is like that in this game. That's super fun. So uh, please try it if you can. Yeah, it's only like 10 bucks on Steam. It, it, it's a very yeah. aesthetically strong game. I, I think it's got really, yeah. really cool art direction. Very distinct, mm-hmm. uh, cartoony style. It's, uh, it, it's a rare... I, I think it's getting increasingly rare to see like a yeah like a cartoony game that doesn't look like something you've already seen right like it doesn't particularly look like a marvel comic or or anime or any like it's just like very much like whoever was in charge of the character design this is their style you know Mm -hmm. yeah you know what that kind of reminds me of to some degree in terms of at least uh newness within like seeing something there was a very old arcade game called DJ Boy. Oh hell yeah! DJ Boy. <laughs> yeah. And the 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 opening of this game 
Yeah. The intro, before you see any of the aesthetic, is actually done by Wolfman Jack. What? Really? Um, yeah. Like, the game is... And I played this in the most bizarre place. Like, I was in Florida, of all places, when I was, like, I don't know, eight or nine years old. <laughs> that story and... stuff super great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? So, we're, we're, we're on a family trip to Disney World, and... I mean, you know, when your parents tell you, like, you're going to Disney World, that's an exciting thing. But, like, yeah. at some point, I was, like, I was eight or nine years old, and I had seen stuff like the openings of Bionic 6, uh, Robotech, and stuff like that. So, in my head, I was like, the fuck am I worried about Disney World for? But, hey, <laughs> whatever. So, we went, right? So, I enjoyed going to Disney World and seeing Mickey and Epcot. I liked Ep Epcot Center more than, like, the castle and all that stuff. So... You know, we're we're just going around in Florida and like Orlando or International Drive, just going to different stores. So we go to this place, right? And it's the first time I've seen Gundam before. I didn't know what Gundam was. I just saw this beautifully animated, like looking book that had cells from the show, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm buying this right now. Right? So I bought <laughs> This it. is on the same trip? What the hell Yes. Wow. So we go back to the hotel and my dad knew there was an arcade in there and I, you know, I knew too, but you know, my mom wanted to go here and there and then she was tired, right? So it was one of those like synergy things where he looked at me and I looked at him and it was just like, we both have on these really cheesy looking Bermuda shorts, we're gonna go to the arcade. So we go to the arcade, right? I'm expecting to see, you know, bad dude, stuff like that or whatever. And I walk over and I see this really big cabinet and I'm like, what the hell is this? I thought it was The Simpsons or something. So I go over, <laughs> you know, because they had that, you know, the big family size cab where like everybody can get on, like four players and shit. So I walk over to this thing and I hear this guy going, yeah, boy, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I look, and it's literally the intro playing, and Wolfman Jack's voice is just blasting through the freaking screen. And you see these characters that look just insane, right? Like, there's people on rollerblades. There's like male strippers. There's like yeah, yeah. There's a Chippendales dancer as uh, one of the characters. <laughs> there's there's wow. like a big there's a big uh, racial stereotype farting on you. Like the game is just like just out of control. Like just out of control. And like and it has the catchiest like 24 bit arcade analog sounding music that I've ever heard. And I'm eight or nine years old, so the world is still relatively new to me. So I'm seeing all this, and I'm like, I feel like this is something I shouldn't even be playing, right? <laughs> but of course, I put my quarters in. Right. My dad's with me, so you know, he's putting his—he's gonna put his quarters in. So like, we're playing this, and it's a beat 'em up. But the main character is on rollerblades. He's kind of got like this weird, like late '80s, like early '90s before the '90s were here aesthetic style, and like. You just punching and kicking people, and it is the most insane experience. In the game, it's a Japanese game, but it does not feel Japanese, like in terms of like the the face value aspect. The fact that you have racial stereotypes and male strippers running around and like all kinds of nonsense—that's kind of Japanese. But like the look and tone of this game is just like completely American. Oh yeah, like, I mean the the logo has the American flag in it. In the uh, yeah. <laughs> for the wow. DJ part is uh, stars and stripes. It's it's a caricature of uh, 
'80s America. Yeah. Yeah, and it's oh. and it's and it's, it was amazing. Uh, the the Sega Genesis version was heavily edited. Yeah, it didn't um, have the uh, the DJ. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, to, to, yeah, the DJ was completely gone. To tie it back to our, our conversation about metal, in the original Japanese version, um, it wasn't Wolfman Jack. It was a uh, heavy metal singer named Demon Kaka. So, oh, so wow. there's there's still a heavy me- <laughs> there's still a metal connection there. Wow, Dumb. that I didn't know. Yeah. I, I... Okay, go ahead, you got it. No, I, I did not know that. That's oh, I did. I, 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 I just looked it up. I don't. I, I, that's not something like I actually knew. <laughs> like, because whenever I, I thought I was like, it's I was like, it's insane that this game yeah. even has Wolfman Jack in it yeah. at all. Like, just, it's, it's a game. Yeah, the, you know, the, like. Yeah. Yeah, the main well, character was like a, a rollerblading a b-boy, and uh, yeah. do do you remember the? Did you ever play the sequel? I, I've only seen videos of it, but it, it looks amazing. No, I never, dude. I've never played the sequel. The the sequel sequel is called uh, B Rap Boys, and um, it, it oh, has, just wow. has a total like they just really dig into the the hip hop theme, and it looks so fun, and it has oh, an amazing man. soundtrack with like. You know, songs with actual like uh, uh, vocals, like uh, you know, actual samples and stuff. It it looks amazing. Oh, that's so cool, man! I'll have oh to. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm looking are, are at a looking long play of B Rap Boys, and oh my god, there's a, a bad guy slapping his own chest with a an apron. I ah, know not, that's not apron. That's a suspenders yeah. and that makes a sound. <laughs> yeah, striped. Suspenders. That was such an 80s thing. What the hell? Suspenders? Like, that was such... Like, no, not just suspenders, but <laughs> the idea of, like, slapping <laughs> the chest with them. Like, that was, like, such, like, a a thing that you saw. And I remember as a kid wearing suspenders once, and I did that. I was like, that hurts, man. There's like, <laughs> nothing pleasant about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those. I wore them to my graduation. They're, they're very cool. Nice. <laughs> I'm adding suspenders to the list of topics that the Heart Eater podcast might uh, look into. Oh, we could do it. Hey, listen. We suspenders actually could do that. in culture. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Just to add to that, uh, the only person that I've seen wear suspenders that looks cool outside of Eagle is Benny the Jet. In, uh, oh, Meals on God, Meals. my favorite. Oh, I just, I just yes. Had to, had to, Point wow. that out, man. Oh. Like, if there's a person who makes suspenders look awesome, absolutely, it's that guy. All-time greatest. Oh, so cool. Yeah, greatest kickboxer just and and snapper of suspenders. He made it look amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just the idea of having a name like the Jet. Like, I was speaking about this with my friends recently yeah. about like you know people in fighting who've had like really cool names. Of course, people like you know Conor McGregor, like the Notorious, you know Khabib, like the Eagle, the Magomedov, uh, Israel Stylebender, Adesanya. But yeah, like, or who's also fighting them tomorrow? We'll, we're dating this, but on Sunday the seventh. But Oof, yeah, like, no spoilers. It's really cool to think about that. Oh yeah, yeah no, of course, yeah. Yeah. No one knows how that's gonna go. But yeah, but um, yeah, it's re- it's really really cool just knowing about like the way that we remember certain people and the way that we remember certain things that they do specifically with, regarding clothes and sort of like coolness, how fashion and martial arts can kind of blend together in really interesting ways like that. Because like, we remember, you know, like how cool it is that these characters look and stuff in a very visual sense. But we also know that they're really cool fighters or they're really interesting, you know, uh, martial artists and they've done really cool things in movies or in their own sporting careers and lives. And yeah, it's really interesting seeing how these forms of expression like mix and match together. 
again like mm -hmm. how they did in Jet Set Radio and like how they did in um in Bomb Rush Cyberpunk the the trailer that we talked about earlier do you know what I mean like we mm -hmm. remember what it is these people are wearing with the clothes and really cool character designs but also they're doing flips and graffiti and tricks and they're expressing in different ways but simultaneously it's really interesting yeah but yeah it's cool yeah, all, all all the best athletes even like you you remember them for their their self-expression like you know in in their art and then you know like whether it's it's uh muhammad ali just just the way he moved mm -hmm. around the ring and also the the personality that he brought like it into the ring too not just like into the promos yeah just just you, you made me remember that the there was a game announced uh, by Sony, like one week away, that's called Sifu. Have you heard of it? Oh yes, I have indeed. That's yeah, a, yeah. that's a game by a French team called Slowclap, and they did Absolver with a, a cross yeah. between Dark Souls, Virtua Fighter, and uh, something else. Oh man, I played that and for a while. That game's awesome. That game is awesome, and their next game it's basically the raid of our old boy, the game. Hmm. Yeah. Excuse and me? That, Whoa, yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. But I'm just I'm posting you the the, um, the the trailer, and basically the game is you're a guy that wants vengeance, vengeance, or something like that. Each time you lose, you age. You don't level up, mm. you age because in art, you know, in uh, in martial arts, that's time that makes you become better, not uh, you know points or levels or something like that. <laughs> basically, your level is your age. You know, your level is your age. And so the, 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 one of the things of the game is that when you lose, you age. <laughs> and, <that's laughs> and look at the trailer. There are, there's a physicality inside this where they, he slapped the head of someone on the, a kitchen counter or things like that. Mm. that. That sounds super great. Super great. I want Definitely. this. Nice. It, yeah. It looks great. I remember just watching this and thinking about the, the sort of motions and moves being utilized and stuff and like just sort of like swapping in between different kind of like styles as well like there mm -hmm. was a lot of like interesting like Wing Chun type like motions and really quick punches some elbows thrown and then more, just sort of like changing into a more sort of like Kung Fu like esque stance like mixing in some kicks in there like doing a couple of like little back steps or even what we call a thing called like an L step where it's kind of like you sort of move halfway across somebody whilst you're trying to sort of still like move forwards like bridging a, a certain gap whilst you're moving before you're gonna hit somebody that's what we call that but yeah just, just what he's doing like whilst he's actually you know moving through this hallway it's super cool mm -hmm. to watch and just you know hearing the um the whap powers of him like punching and kicking people is always fun to hear so very cool nice <laughs> and uh knowing the guys that made this game because uh, i've been in their studio and interviewed them for their their previous game their previous game you've played a character like a you know third person camera just like in maybe dark Souls, you know but mm -hmm. the thing is, you add a button for to change stances, and you are you add four stances, and uh, mm -hmm. the stances was like uh, you know the the normal stance like um, uh, left shoulder in the front and the right shoulder on the back. You add the reverse, so the the, the right uh, shoulder on the front, and you have the same, but while uh, showing your back to your opponent, and each stance add a different moveset and you could make links between the different moveset and moves and basically you could also uh, choose to uh, um, chain the game or use something that was um, a kind of just frame you know linking 
so the so you can vary timing to avoid being um, to avoid being parried, and you had like four three to four um, uh, schools, and there was a, there was a school with a parry, there was a school with the the equivalent of the focus attack of Street Fighter Four, and there was a, a drunken master school. So uh, and all the schools. Each school was giving you a defensive ability, and some schools gave you different moves, and uh, that was incredible game, incredible game. So I'm super hyped for the uh, for Sifu because it's more, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the um, the importance of the the culture in the game, like in Jet Set Radio or, or other games in GTA and things like that. And I have a lot of friends who never played Absolver, they know about it because I showed them the game at one point but they saw the start of this trailer, they saw the corridor the kind of blue-green corridor they immediately thought, okay I can play the corridor scene from Old Boy <laughs> I want to play this game Nice. <laughs> that's literally what I was thinking Like when I saw that I said, oh my gosh this is an experience I've always wanted but didn't know I could ever get like, this is amazing <laughs> Like, because that scene, I've watched so many times over and over, but to be able to experience that in a game, like, the way that the camera works in the trailer is perfect, man. Like, this is... I didn't know about this until today, honestly. Uh, nice. Man, man, I'm definitely getting this game. Yeah. I and mean, it's... It was shown at that event, didn't it, recently? Yeah. yeah, it was, like, one week ago, something like that, okay. during a Sony State of Play or... Yeah, yeah I'll keep my eye on this. Yeah. I just and there's and what I love is that you have the 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 corridor, you know, and right after there's a scene that looks like a little bit like a John Wick scene with um with the the night um yeah the nightclub the neon lighting the nightclub and, and yeah. yeah 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 so yeah I, I suppose they will go this way because one of the founders of the studio is a big 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 martial art fan so. Hmm. Expect something from them, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, definitely will. Yeah, definitely. it looks like it's made with a lot of love for uh, martial arts and martial martial arts cinema. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Some of the angles I'm seeing whilst they're, like cutting through just this trailer right now, it's yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, real real quick, the hallway scene in Old Boy. I mean, I I remember watching that for the first time and just you know that blew my mind because because uh, you, you didn't know that it was going to be one shot right and that it would it would go yeah. on for so long and then um i, I remember I, uh, afterwards someone pointed out to me they're like dude that was that was a beat-em-up it turned into a beat-em-up yes. for like a minute like, it's <laughs> yes. literally like yes. side view and he's just stepping forward and just like it makes you believe that this guy could like beat up 20 people <laughs> it's such a crazy <laughs> scene it's yeah. like and he can save a city with his fists. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's so violent because the guy is fighting with a hammer and when he catches the leg of someone and, you know, he punches the the knee and you're like, oh my God, that's, that, there's nothing showed, like the knee is not broken, but you know that hurts. Yep. You know that hurts. It's very yeah, it's relatable. It's like... so chaotic. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like, yeah, it's like even if you're not an expert on it, it's like you have your own lexicon of pain, and mm. when you see that, you're just like, "Oh my god, I'm hurting." Just yeah. the thought yeah. of seeing it, you're like, "Ah, oh, it's perfect." Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. 
there, there's also yeah. like a realism in it as well, right? Because it's like, yeah. if, um, well, you know, hoping that everyone else like, is able to you know, stay safe and stuff, don't actually go and try this out. But yeah, being like surrounded by like, a lot of people and stuff, when things like this do like occur and happen, it isn't like a you know massively well choreographed you know hey this guy's gonna hit me i'm gonna block this and i'm gonna go into slow-mo and then hit three of these guys <laughs> with, like these punches and then, do you know what i mean like, it doesn't really work like that yeah like, everything happens at once in a very very specific kind of way it's just completely like chaotic and everyone's reacting to each other whilst everything's happening so mm-hmm. it's just so well portrayed in this um hallway fight scene because you've got people also that funnily enough get back up after they've been dealt with right so it's like mm-hmm. in a lot of films you see people they get hit with like a quick combo and then they're just out for the rest of the engagement but yeah. like in yeah. real life if, if you you know if you do piece someone up with something and then they fall down they'll most likely get back up unless you've really you know gone through them and just completely knocked them out cold but it's one of those <laughs> things which you don't see often in films yeah so when you see it in this especially in this type of a scenario it, it stays with you a lot more definitely yeah. just the fact that you have to fight these same guys over and over again whilst in the, in this cramped space yeah mm-hmm. And you see that cinema because in the end there's less people that in the start. <laughs> exactly. But, but that, that's super fun because there are there's even guys that pumping themselves like removing their shirt and going like I'm going to punch this guy and after that he punches in the air and he flips and <laughs> he twists his ankle. <laughs> it's like mm. you watch this. That's super fun. That's super super great. But uh, I yeah. thought exactly about you, like you did. I thought uh, I saw this movie and I was like, "Oh my god, the guys they did a beat them all same. They did it's a uh, it's Street of Rage, the movie for five minutes." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, truly, truly, yeah. truly is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to just go in on something very, very quickly, actually. Like we mentioned, um, you know, music and games and how they cross over and stuff, but mm-hmm. we didn't actually speak that much about like one of the one of those interesting um, types of games of a certain time period too, like rhythm games. Just in oh general, yeah, how many of them there used to be? Yeah, what kinds there were? Things like Guitaru Man, of course, Parappa the Rapper. You have all the you know Kickstarter projects that are, like unfortunately didn't end up like working out but if anyone remembers it's like project rap rabbit i just put that in but yeah like all different kinds of things yeah like the creators of both of those i've just mentioned they combined forces to work on like a, a title which they wanted to fund and stuff but yeah i think it's really interesting when people think about music and games and how there was this era in time where like games like this would come out on like a regular kind of basis right like you would absolutely have people who are like oh i'm excited for this um like parappa the rapper like game or like i'm really gonna try and see what's happening in, in um, guitar man and stuff like i remember yeah. speaking to people ages ago about these games so what do you all think mm-hmm. about them? oh man does oh uh, yeah. i think my favorite is uh when done of the on the ds but the the japanese okay. versions they are incredible. The soundtrack is amazing. I discovered so many pop artists with this game, and uh, the just the um, you know the the concept of the the male cheerleaders that are hyping yeah. people during their their normal life, like you you are helping yeah. a, a student having good grades, a guy <laughs> uh, doing his work, a Cleopatra uh, building the the pyramid, like normal things, you it's know. Traveled, or yeah. the, 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 the asteroid <laughs> falling on Earth, <laughs> and you are cheering people, so they do a, a giant Genki Dama to destroy the asteroid. <laughs> so it's so so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I, I love this game. And the, do you know that they, they did a, a, an American version of this game, and they change everything inside. Mm. Everything. Mm. Have you have you heard of it? 
what's the American version called? Yeah, the, the American version, it's super different because, you know, in the Japanese version, it's super, I don't know, like chill and positive, like uh, the, the, the the one with the, the sculptor that lost his heart and you are, you know, pumping him like, uh, let's go, you can do something, you can make art again. So it's 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 cool, it, it's challenges, but, you know, personal challenges. And in the American version of the game, you're like cheering for a guy that wants to mine an oil uh <laughs> wants what? to mine oil or what? something like that so you know uh, it's it's very uh the the kind of cliche that people have of um american winning you know <laughs> american right. uh, making it like you, you you that that's they completely shifted the oh. the, the 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 message of the game yeah 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 that's the, the the art is different the music is different everything is different except the gameplay hmm. basically hmm. but everything is, you can play i think there's like avril Lavigne songs inside this game you know oh, no. <laughs> wow. oh, no. oh, goodness. Sorry, I, I have nothing against her personally i just don't no, no, no. particularly it's just, an, it's just an, it's i i just i i just find it interesting i would never think that there's a meeting that's happened somewhere that the two strong components were Avril Lavigne and blue collar dynamism. I, <laughs> I, I just like, I never thought that that would actually be like, yeah, man, that meeting went down, bro. Like, it's just such hmm. an interesting, uh, you know, thing. There's no diss to, to, to Levine or blue collar dynamism. It's more hmm. just like, it's just something that I've never uh, heard of, but it's also, I guess it's interesting in the sense that like, you know, any idea can be, uh, you know, like, I guess, put together to create something interesting. Uh, but I've never played the American version, so I'm just, I'm like, wow. Like, I don't, I have no idea. But this is, I don't know, to me, I, I guess I'm looking at it like, uh, I guess you can make anything. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like you, shouldn't, you shouldn't feel, it's just like, like, like with me, right? I'm trying to make a fighting game on a part-time job. Like, people know that. That's the vibe of my Twitter. That's the vibe of everything. Uh, and I mean, sometimes, you know, you think, there's like, oh, you know, like, I, I got to worry about, like, accessibility, or I got to worry about like, this or that or whatever. But it's just like, but it's That's like, because no, I review your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that was very helpful. No, no, no. Uh, no I, I appreciate any help along the way. I cannot do things all by myself. Like, no, that was good. But no, it just, you know, you think like, okay, like the climate of like fighting games and how people receive them, uh, you know, the aesthetic of what you're trying to do. But it's like, nah, like you can be yourself. It may take longer, it may take shorter or whatever. But I mean, listen, if you can get somebody to pitch Avril Lavigne and blue collar dynamism, then anything is possible, man. That's, that's just how I do that, man. I hope I'm not making a mistake. No, no, no. There, there was, there was. You had a skater boy inside this game, <laughs> and the, the, the English version was elite, elite bit agents. Uh, elite That's agent. That's right. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. I was going to mention. I remember seeing that now. And I okay. think you, you are like on this, on this uh, song with Avril Lavigne. You're basically driving to the hospital your pregnant wife and you are pursued by the police 
<laughs> and there are scatter boy, <laughs> scatter boy behind you, and three guys with the suits, with suits and um, cowboy hats, uh, <laughs> rooting for you like you can do it. <laughs> oh my god! And that was just at the moment I'm watching a video, and during one of the of the sh of the breaks, <laughs> the woman <laughs> she says, "Can we call the kid James?" <laughs> nice. Oh wow. <laughs> 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 this game was made for you. <laughs> Clearly, there were some really, really strange games back then. I was thinking about this um, really crazy game that I got to play somehow. This is really strange. It's really, really weird. But uh, okay, so a long time ago, back when I was like a little ass kid, um, in 04, 05 times, uh, my sister got a Nintendo DS. We went to America for a little bit to go visit some family and attend a wedding and stuff. And I'm not sure if my memory is super hazy or not, but. I think that we got a DS like before some people here like had one. I'm not sure. Hmm. But anyway, we used to kind of like share it and play it. It was hers, but we kind of played it together. But for some reason, and again, I'm not sure like how or why, but there's this game that we had. It's called Project Rub. Have you guys ever heard of this before? Oh, <gasps> yes! Yes! No, no. Project yeah, Rub? It's incredible! Exactly. It's super, super weird. But I have this game, and I had it back when I was a little kid. Now, normally, for some reason, well, for some reason, we kind of weren't, like, allowed to play. <laughs> we weren't allowed to play a lot of different games or view a lot of different pieces of media because our parents cared very much about, like, you know, rating systems and, like, Peggy and, like, all these different things where it's basically like, hey, if you're not old enough to do this thing, you can't do it in this house. And I was like, oh, But, yeah, but somehow we got this game and it basically follows you and this guy and you have to kind of help this um, seemingly kind of random person find love in this really strange world. Mm -hmm. huh. And everybody in it, yeah, everybody in it, they're all like these dark silhouettes, but you have these people, this kind of group of people called the Rub Rabbits. And they're kind of like this sort of agency of sorts that helps this protagonist find love with this <laughs> one woman who wears a blue dress. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy. Like, I'll put in a couple of videos about it. Here. Yeah. How, how did you end up with that game? Wow. How did two I games? Have no idea. No idea. I don't know. <laughs> how this, game is, uh, <laughs> this game was one of the, the first games that came out on the DS. And it yes. was Sega's attempt, actually, to, uh, you know, produce um, uh, a game that used all the capabilities of the DS. Like, for example, the DS had a microphone. So there was a, a, a game where yeah. you were. Blowing into the microphone Angles, to, yeah, uh, yeah to um, uh, on candles. I'm think I think mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Basically, about candles. There was one way you had to tap the screen to, you know, direct balls away from people. There was mm -hmm. a, there was one game where you had to sort of like drive and steer a um a what do you call it <laughs> a giant van and stuff. There was one where you had to wipe mud off of this off, off of this uh, lovely lady while she was you know covered in mud and stuff. You had to make sure that she would be able to be clean. And yeah, it, it was something else. It was a, like a fever mm -hmm. dream of a game. <laughs> yeah, that it's, it's it looks a lot one. like a war. It looks a lot like a WarioWare game actually, yeah, but made true. by Sega. Made by Sega. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was Sonic Team. Yeah, Sonic yeah. Team. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh my God, this. Ah, oh, just remember the the moment where there are cows running at you, and they made a, a cow counter with basically it looks like a, an animated GIF with the. <laughs> That's, oh my God, this. <laughs> Each time you hit a cow, the the, 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 the they added a, 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 a giant eye on the cow just to. to... Yep. That's. <gasps> it doesn't make any sense.
It's incredible. Yeah. There's, an, there's another game here. I'm about to send in another screenshot and stuff. But they had so many of these mini games that Thomas is rightfully mm -hmm. mentioning and stuff. And yeah, like you have to, for example, one time you've got to tap like uh, scorpions off of this off of this girl. <laughs> it's basically kind of like going on like dates in a sense. And on each of these dates, something wild happens. And for some reason, <laughs> like, you have you're in this weird situation now, and you have to kind of utilize the DS's capabilities and functions to help this girl or yourself out of the situation. So this is one of them. Like a random truck drives by, I think it like crashes or something, and then it's full of scorpions. <laughs> and scorpions just fly out of it. And then like they go they go on both of you and you're kinda of like, ah, oh, you're in the middle of a date, but now we have scorpions on us, okay, let me get them off you, like but it's kind of like, oh, you have to kind of like do it really like gently. Mm -hmm. So it's very sensitive. So obviously with this woman here in front of you as a player, you have to make sure that you kind of like brush them off her like very gently. But if you brush them off too hard, she'll kind of like go, Oh, like and complain a bit. So you got to do it in a really kind of like sensitive kind of almost loving kind of way obviously which is kind of your yeah. almost girlfriend at this point but it's just really weird like there's a really weird way to mesh gameplay and story but it's yeah, funny yeah. it's great there's, there's one mini game where you want to unbutton her dress you are behind yep. her and you are on the beach and basically you have two mini games at the same time one is if you don't uh, maintain the fire you will probably die of cold so yep. you have you know to scrub the the the, the ds screen with the the pencil to make mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to make air to, to, so the fire is bigger but right after that you have to be super careful and precise to unbutton the lady's dress <laughs> in front of the of the giant moon and the sea <laughs> Here's an, here are some examples of what it is i was just talking about there so for example like there is one of the stories another one that happens here like you just hold a random guy holding a fishbowl which is you obviously the player and then other random guy is just running towards you boom collision fish goes into the air bowl shattered on the ground the fish whilst the guy is falling falls into this other guy's mouth and for some reason in the game you have to help coax this fish outside of like the inside of this guy's stomach and you have to rub his stomach upwards so that he can throw up a fish it's, it's, it's ridiculous it sounds like a fever dream, what I'm saying, yeah. but it's a real game that I played in my childhood, and it was crazy. <laughs> oh, yes. man. What, what year was this? This was um, back in... three or four, maybe? It, it must have been 04 or 05. I remember being very, mm. very... I, I was definitely single-digit aged, and it changed the way I looked at video games. Wow. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, this is a really weird thing. Yeah. yeah, this is that's that's the score. I just put in for the obviously you know for the listeners and stuff. I just put in the story that I just mentioned there about um you know the scorpions falling on the um on the unsuspecting woman. But yeah, I hope. But well, I think Richmond might, might be able to post like one of these just to sort of you know validate this. But if you have time, just Google the words just Project Rub game and then just yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a wild time, bit of a three AM search kind of thing. Yeah, but it's very yeah, famous. yeah. It's a very three AM game, and yeah. he had another game. The, the game has another name, sorry, that was called, it was also called Feel the Magic XYXX for some okay. reason, because probably Project Rub was <clears throat> too suggestive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and for some Just reason also, all, all people had, were wearing uh, bunny ears in this game for some mm -hmm. reasons. Mm. I don't know why. Yeah, it was well, really strange. I, I think that yeah. they were called. I think that they were called the Rub Rabbits. I think, like the the people <laughs> yeah, that kind yeah. of like help throughout any situations, because I don't, I don't know why, but like these guys, they were just everywhere. Like in this guy's like life. 
but this this the main protagonist he had like a kind of like a bit of a skater boy kind of look so he had the um you know blue like kind of helmet and had some like arm and like leg pads and stuff but all of the characters in this they're basically all dark silhouettes yeah so everyone in this world they live in a very colorful world but all the people are just like completely like noir dark color so they're walking around and the only sort of visual signifiers that you have to tell people apart are either the colorful things that they wear every now and again you'll see you'll see a new design or just in in general all the people in the world are just like these rabbit people it's very strange yeah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah oh it, i just it, remember about another strange music musical game sort of do you remember vib ribbon yes on the playstation one yes with the 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 the, the rabbit uh, yeah Yeah, yeah. 3D rabbit. Yeah, with the strange vector uh, graphics, like like uh, yeah. the the game was literally like like black and white wireframes, like harkening back mm -hmm. to um, like like uh, like asteroids, you know. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've never heard of this, but it sounds cool. Yeah, oh, you can you can Google. Crazy. I'm going to put a video for you. Go for it. For for a ride too, yeah. because that's uh, just just look at the YouTube vignette like yeah. la 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 what f and you see rabbit uh, rabbit aesthetics again oh yeah rabbits and yeah weird music mm -hmm. the, I, I, so the the premise for this game the gameplay hook was that you could put in a music cd and it would generate a level based on the tracks and you, you could just yeah. play oh, through wow. the tracks it was it was nuts so cool that sounds mm -hmm. fun yeah that that's yeah yeah That's another thing that you don't really see see anymore. Like there, there was this brief period of like, uh, you know, Monster Rancher and stuff, where where the novelty was like, okay, like, like, you know, at this part of the game, you you can replace the disc with your own music CD, and like it'll do something cool with it. Yeah. 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 That's that old school Red Book Audio Tech, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God! There was a game on Steam that I played like more than 10 years ago that was it was a kind of f-zero with your own music what was the name oh uh, it would it like generate a, a racing yeah, level the tracks the tracks oh using, that makes uh, a lot MP3s. of sense that's cool it, uh, using the, the the mp3s on your yeah. on your computer and i remember mu making like super you know big electronic music on this and uh oh my god what was yeah. the name audio surf Audio Surf. Oh, I've never heard of that one. Audio Surf. Oh. Audio Surf. Stuff. That's really cool. Mm. I think there are two versions of the game. Oh. Yeah, this, yes. this, this literally reminds me of this thing called Scanners. Uh, a friend of mine, um, Billiam, uh, you should check him out on YouTube, by the way. He, he has this amazing video where he goes back in time, in a sense, and talks about this really, really weird but cool thing called them um, scanners or like barcode monsters where the kind of it's a bit like digimon in a sense where like you can scan different like you know barcodes of like anything from like food to you know books to anything or the other toys even or the random products in a store and it would kind of generate a little monster for you to sort of keep and look after and play with or like battle other people with and stuff like there really was this time just to bounce off what richmond was saying just now where you saw things like this so much right like you'd see like toys of like you know things that would allow you to in essence capture and make other kind of monsters to you know monster ranch type thing and then like you could go ahead and like find other ones just through the idea of scanning like another barcode or taking a picture of something or uploading like a, a piece of music to something and then having something be generated from that Dude, 
it's really interesting to see how this um, yeah. could possibly like come back, maybe, or how it would be utilized today. Oh, dude, we don't really see stuff like yeah, that anymore. I, but I, it's I, definitely a big thing. Yeah, I used to have. Uh, we we used to have a barcode battler when when I was a kid, when I was real little. Go. We had um, it was like a standalone little you know handheld console thing, and um, there were no graphics or anything, but you you could scan each person would scan a barcode and it would generate a character with like attack power and hit points. Um, yes. And the the one that I that we had it was it was Dragon Ball themed. We just it was the Dragon Ball barcode battler. And then um, oh my gosh, we had so much fun. We would just like cut out barcodes from everything and like tape them <laughs> to a card and then like draw our own art on the other side and make up our own characters or maybe like cut out art from a magazine and be like okay like this is now you know Goku. This is now um, you know this is Seiya. This is uh. You know, this is uh, like the guy from Slam Dunk. Like, <laughs> you could just make your own like crazy, <laughs> yes, like yes. it's before Mugen. Like, you just make your own crazy cast. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. such a good memory that you just brought up. Yeah. You you could definitely do that with with mobile. Um, I think. Maybe exactly. maybe maybe like a what do you, a QR code battler or something. That that that. Yeah. Could do something like oh, that. Oh, James. I found another game for your 3am um, folder. Oh. 3am journey. <laughs> uh, you probably already know about it, but it's, if it's not inside your 3am games folder, I will be very surprised. You probably okay. heard about it. It's called Temper. Have you seen this game? Temper? I, I might have to disappoint you. I, this is new to me sorry yeah. oh damn basically you're a giant metal beetle lost in space and time on the oh, ride to destroy game. giant aliens and the game is basically um they they call it a, a rhythm and violence game because oh, this oh i think a three o'clock in the morning game oh my god <laughs> Yeah. I I'm looking at the trailer for this now. These Thumper. colors are very yeah. 3 a.m. Like this whole every, yeah. I I need to play this. Like this is, <laughs> this is really oh awesome. yeah 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 yeah. I've seen videos of this before. Mm-hmm. There's also an, an incredible uh, uh, conference. I think it's a GDC talk about the guys that made this game, and they made their own 3D engine for this. And the guy that made there are two of them. And the programmer, he shows you the first version of the game was there, there's a cube, you know, turning at some angle. And he's like, yeah, we took nine years to make the game because I wanted to make my own 3D engine. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so funny because you see the evolution of his of his 3D engine game. That's incredible. incredible. So yeah, Temper, oh, it's a rhythm and violence game, basically. It's a... Uh, one of the trailer, there's a, a quote from one of the, from a review, and uh, it says uh, it's that the game filled me with existential dread, and I absolutely loved it. And that's basically nice. it. That's awesome. You know what actually is in my 3 a.m. that definitely should be talked about if you guys haven't played it is called uh, mm. Super Liminal. Ah, yeah. that mm. game. I thought I was high. Don't know this one. I'm on drugs. I don't know where I got them. I don't know when I took them, but 
I'm on drugs. <laughs> like this, yeah, you like when me. I, ooh man, and it was, but it was so fascinating because the, I guess the way the engine is built, like the transition of like assets kind of like overlapping and mm-hmm. becoming other things mm-hmm. was relatively seamless. So like, you're playing it, you're like, wait, nah, bro, I know what I saw. This is not, you know, and then it just it completely flips your whole like uh you know perception of what you're seeing uh i i i both love that game but i'm also terrified that someone's gonna put this in a survival horror game and because i'm a crazy person i'm gonna play it and (laughs) it's it's gonna like drive me insane but uh like super liminal is really i don't know i feel like even if you know that's not your bag right you can just like watch a video of it at least on youtube just to Mm -hmm. see you like you know how that would make you it's, feel because so, I yeah. so super liminal is like a first person puzzle game and it, it plays with like uh perspective, perspective. A lot, right? yeah, yeah. But basically you you when you select an object and you move it uh when you select an object you freeze its size and after that depending on where you release the object it will be smaller or bigger because i don't know if i take a i don't know the mug on my table and I put it, you know, and I freeze the size that I have of it uh, at 20 centimeters on my face. And then this size, I launch the mug at the at the roof, at the ceiling, sorry, and it falls back. Well, it's going to be giant <laughs> and uh, probably hurt me. So that's the basics of the game. And yeah, that's 3 a.m. game for sure. <laughs> that's, uh, oh my God. There was another game like this. Sorry? I was gonna say, I think this would make a really good name for like a segment, like right, like three AM games. Like, yeah, hell it's like yeah. All the kind of weird, like crazy little games that you find and stuff on the internet that you could play for like a I, three AM type. You know, you know weirdness. Maybe that should be our, our 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 next podcast. We we just each pick a three AM game, and it'll be a surprise. Don't don't tell anyone oh, ahead wow. of time, and then <laughs> we'll, we'll just fantastic. just just talk a little bit. What's that? Check, check this out. In the super liminal trailer that I just saw, uh-huh. look at the time. <laughs> look at the time in the trailer. <laughs> 3 a.m. <laughs> what? That's so, so wild. That, that, it was written. It was written. Basically, yeah. Oh. In, the, in the thumbnail for the video that I was just about to watch, like it says 3 a.m. on a clock. So I, this was not planned out at all. This is just a you know, random happenstance wow. of the universe, but very cool. How, how serendipitous. This is awesome. team energy. This is team synergy, man. It's like yeah, yeah. Magneto Storm Psylocke, man. It just works. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm used to that with you guys, though, so it's cool. Nice. Yeah. Have you? I just uh, remembered something. Maybe it it could fit into three AM games. Do you remember a game called? Because I I gave it to a friend recently. A game on the PlayStation Two uh, that came out in two thousand one. That was called Shadow of Memories. No, I don't remember this. Shadow of it was Memories. A, it's a game by Konami, and uh, uh, yes. The, yes. and basically it's uh, Twin Peaks with uh, time travel in Germany. Oh. I, I mm-hmm. said Twin Peaks vaguely, video game, vaguely remember this. And uh, you 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 are in a small German town, and you you're murdered, and there's an homunculus that comes and says, hey, I saved your life. Huh. And now you have to travel back in time to find who murdered you. 
and uh, so you you have to navigate in the city while not meeting yourself because that could create you know, <laughs> something dangerous oh that's great and uh, interrogate people but it's super strange oh, it's wait, wait, super, super so, strange. so the premise is you have to figure out who killed you and you've traveled yeah. back in time but you can't interact with yourself but you're mm -hmm. observing yourself yes oh that's brilliant that, that's so cool that, <laughs> that was super strange and uh, the 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 producer and writer is Junko Kawano and it's uh, she is uh, the um, uh, she worked on Suikoden uh, on the Suikoden series oh, wow. so uh, she was a designer and uh, a planner on the on the series I think and right oh she pl she wrote produced and designed Suikoden four tactics <laughs> and five Oh wow! Wow! No, not five, not five. She was just in the special funds. So yeah. You, you, you know what's interesting about this? As you were describing this game, I I looked up a trailer, and it's exactly what I thought it would look like. <laughs> like it, it's 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 like this. It's it's a beautiful aesthetic, but it's also like unnerving and kind of like jarring. You know. Yeah. Like, Uncanny like Valley type stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's like like how would you feel if you had to investigate your own murder, or attempted mm. murder? I guess because you know someone saved your life. Like like the idea of like how uneasy that would be because you're embracing like all of these like just odd concepts. Like oh wait, first of all, I someone murdered me, quote unquote, or attempted to murder me. Okay, that's already weird. And then you're like, well, I'm going back in time to investigate who, like. That's such like a weird sort of like thing to accept as a person. Mm. So like I feel like the aesthetic of the game kind of captures that like sort of unusual feeling of like um, what you know that would look like. Yeah, but that's not the only strange things. You know, all the people that you meet, they are kind of odd. You know, they they have their own mysteries, and basically to discover who killed you. You have to investigate investigate the other people of the of the city too, and uh, at some moments you even go back in time very far. You go back to uh, I think the the Middle Ages. <laughs> so and you assist you you see the you know the the ancestor of someone and at the time they, I, I I'm not sure it was something but the, the, this woman is a witch. So basically, you you are seeing the same people that you see in town, but you see their ancestors, and you see how they evolved in their families and things like that. Oh, wow. So, uh, so that's and and a lot of people are strange. It feels a bit like the um, this game by um, oh uh, this very Twin Peaks game where you uh, deadly premonition. Yeah, it, it's it's a kind of deadly premonition feeling you know where everyone is strange and you are navigating to this strange town and you're not sure about what you're doing so your character is less crazy than the main character of the mm. deep premonition but yeah that's something like that that's a, that's because, a cool 3 a.m games too because because uh you just mentioned two things that definitely are going to make me play this you mentioned twin peaks but then you <laughs> mentioned deadly premonition i have a very specific love for that game and i <laughs> In my own way, have shown this to so many people, uh, and it and if anything, all it has done is caused people to understand that I am more James Stanley than anybody could ever be. Uh, but but this game actually, uh, 
you you alluding to that or like comparing it to it definitely has piqued my my interest. Yeah, I was gonna it's... bring up Deadly Premonition, but like this right here, I think is uh, is more rare than. Yeah, it, it was never ported on anything else than the PS2. So if you want to play it today, you have to play it through emulation. Mm. So that's, uh, that's uh, very, that's more complicated to, to get. I, I think there might have been a PC version, actually. What? Well, the, um, let me see. Yeah, it was ported to yeah, Windows. Yeah, Microsoft Windows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, December 2, 2002. That was even before, <laughs> before Steam. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. Oh my god. So that's uh Yeah. I just want to say real quick about Steam. Like what what I love about Steam and all the indie games on there is all the, these weird co concepts live on in 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 Steam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. very Steam for me acts, Yeah, yeah. Steam for me acts as a, you know um a, a drawer that I can keep I can keep for 20 30, 40 years maybe with games inside and I can say, oh, I know I have it on Steam. That's super important yeah, me because I can <laughs> I can keep very old games inside this and that's so great. So, so, so you, great. You oh, know, I have Deadly Premonition. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, that is a, a beautiful game. Uh, I, oof, man, there's so much that I love about its weirdness. Um, but there's another game I was going to actually mention and i think i may have talked to richmond about this game it's called it's called sniper <laughs> what and it's called sniper and the game has like a it's like a typical late 90s sort of like manga illustrator aesthetic uh but like the opening of the game looks like it's like law and order but like anime <laughs> and what the what platform like, was this on? This was on PlayStation. They re-released it recently. You can actually buy this game on PS4, I think, under, like, the PS Classics uh, category. Do you know who made it? Oh, man. I think it's, like, Data Interactive or something. Like, it was this... There's a company that made a lot of Simple Series-type games, and they they made Sniper. Oh, and yeah, The Sniper. Was, yeah, The Sniper. Okay, it's um, good. Oh. oh, it was actually a simple, um, simple fifteen hundred series game. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, back in the day, um, but before the concept of like you know uh, uh, Steam and like cheaper, smaller games, um, the, the, there was a series called the Simple series where they were they were cheaper games. They, they you know games back then were typically uh, you know forty fifty bucks, and they, these games were like I think like twenty bucks. Uh, yeah. U.S. dollars. Yeah. At the highest, they were twenty bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like ten, twenty bucks. Yep. Yeah. One of the companies that was infamous for doing this was D D three Publisher, which is the company that made this game. Uh, and it's it's got, it's almost like you can tell that whoever was behind this game, they actually had passion for what they were doing, and they had some cool influences. Uh, mm. They just come together in a. Uh, in an, in an awkward fashion that interestingly enough makes the game unique within all of its sort of just like 3am schlockiness um, mm. but like it's it's definitely a game that like if I would say watch it on YouTube I don't know if I would say play it because the, the <laughs> gameplay is a bit the game the gameplay is a bit a bit janky um, 
And, I mean, it's one of those things where even the publisher and developers could probably look back on that now and say, yeah, like, we know we, we probably could have made the gameplay a little bit better. But uh, it's got an interesting story, and the voice acting is very much, like, post-ADV films, like, dub, like, anime dub. Like, there's definitely some, like, uh, some very, like, characteristic jank to the, <laughs> the voice acting that is... Uh, very entertaining. Um, so it's a it's it's that game is super three AM man. Like it's really fun though. All right. Yeah, I got a three AM game. I want to make sure I'm gonna play this. Oh, thing. I've not played it yet. Ooh, but ooh. Killer yeah, Seven. I haven't game. played this yet, but I really want to play it. I've heard so mm. much about it. I've seen the memes. I've seen the gifts. I've seen that it's Friday night. I've seen all that stuff. But I'm like, <laughs> I really want to check this game out. Yeah. Dude, you're gonna enjoy it, man. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy it. It's 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 amazing. Like yeah, I've heard so many oh. good things. It's yeah. like if there was a three a.m. pineapple upside down cake of a video game, this is it. <laughs> wow, this that's is, a very three a.m. cake as well. Pineapple upside yeah. yeah. down. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. I just. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Go, go, James. No, 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 no. You're good. I just want to uh, say, uh, uh, Adam, when please after you play it, we will we should discuss it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that. that would be a yeah. great one, yeah. I should yeah, play it I'll, too. I never played Kilo Seven too. Oh, cool. dude. we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. We, we, should, we should buy it together and play it, and after that we talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. You, yes. Do you want? I, I want to give like if you want a game that looks like not any other game. Have you heard about Zeno Clash? No. Uh, okay, I've lost all of you. That, isn't Basically, that like a fighting game? No, no, no. it's a it's a first person adventure FPS game. Oh, okay. And you are someone that tries to. It's indescribable. That's made by the South American team, and uh, and uh, the 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 main antagonist is Mother Father. Father. And Mother Father is a giant bird-like human that chase that is um, expulsing you from the city that he she runs because you uh, I don't remember the reason but that was so strange like it's oh my god just I'm going to just uh, yeah Whoa. yeah yeah Whoa. it was uh yeah. sorry, sorry I, I, a lot. it's a first person like hand-to-hand -hand combat game right Whoa. yeah mm -hmm. that's it and uh oh my god this game like you you were talking about drugs overall oh, <laughs> this one, oh, <laughs> this <God>. one. <laughs> and there was the, <laughs> i've played it when it came out and really enjoyed it it had limitations because it's a very indie game and um but that was uh, that was something very very interesting, interesting too. The the voiceover was super great, too. Two was... designs are wild looking. <laughs> yeah, I was whoa. I was... <laughs> wow, I yeah, I gotta play this. I I have to terrify myself. Like this is, my God. But it, it like these are really good designs. They're just so yeah. Just. Wow! Yeah. The, 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 um, the, there's a kind of it's very hard basically and uh, it's like as if uh, I don't know a South American team made Morrowind basically 
except it's a combat game. Yeah. But you know, the, there's a Morrowind feeling about this game uh mm. because the strange creatures the strange environments the the oddity of everything basically and uh i don't remember if it plays very well but i remember having a lot of fun with it that's the most important so. thing yeah yeah sometimes it, yeah like that to me like creates the experience i mean just like when i mentioned sniper like yeah the gameplay is it's it's, it's deplorable but <laughs> the the, the fun that I had with the story and the voice acting and the absurdity of it all, you know, it kind of made it kind of made up for it. Where you're like, I'll play this because I need to see what happens in this insane like pseudo anime game that it feels like it feels like a schlocky OVA that like someone like <laughs> it was like in a vault somewhere. And they're like, let's make a game out of it. Like that's what it feels like, honestly. Yeah. I want to talk real briefly, real quickly, about um, a 3AM creator of sorts, yeah. So, this this um, person isn't a game, but there is a man out there called Ian Worthington, and they go by Worthy Kids out there oh, on the internet. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. make some of, the, uh, some of the best and some of the most interesting little shorts and animations that I've ever seen in my life. They're some of my favourites, and I vastly and just infinitely enjoy all of their work. Yeah. I really, really think that this is one of the people that be that one of the people that all of the people listening to this and just in general should be paying attention to and trying to support as much as possible. Because in mm. the sort of in lieu of the three AM games type of talk that we're having right now, they are an animator, they're a musician, they're a writer, but all of their work is a very three AM feeling uh, vibe. They have some of the most interesting and strange senses of um, visual design and character design, but they're so endearing and they're so full of life and color and character. Oh, they really know this how to put something great. across. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Look, look at this, for example, here. One of these is called Hatbox Troubles, one of my older favorites. They made this almost stop-motion-looking, but it's yeah. all you know 3D imagery type of um, short video. And it feels like it belongs in a show from like the 1960s or something, yeah. or like the 70s or something, like a kid's show. Like, I grew up watching stuff like this. For example, I'm from England, I've mentioned before. We had something here called Bagpuss, which is, like, very, very um, specific in that it had a lot of, like, stop motion. And, like, it used to run back in, like, 1974. It was a story of an old saggy, like, cloth cat and, like, all of his friends and stuff. But used to have these really cute... um, all the bits of like animation and stuff and used to have these mice that lived on the moon and it was all very silly it's a kid show Whoa. but yeah it reminded me of that in such a very specific way yeah and yeah it just makes me really happy just looking at all of their work but just to round this off one of the you know sort of like crowning achievements i guess in my mind is um this thing called big top burger that they're working on well that they've yeah. been working on for ages but yeah it's this story of these people that run this um pe- not not pizza run this burger van and it's called Big Top Burger, but the catch is like they're all they're all clowns, and they all go on like these sort of you know <laughs> short few minute adventures, and they they are running this um this burger van with this guy called Steve, and this Steve guy is there's something there's something a bit funny about the Steve guy, something a bit off about this guy, and I think if everyone just goes in and has a watch, they'll have a very enjoyable time, and yeah, it's all very 3 a.m. like very very 3am the shorts are only about maybe two three minutes long each but he has a video where they're all comprised and put into one specific long season one video so i think that yeah if people check that out as well as all of the rest of the you know ian's work yeah you'll you'll get 3am vibes you'll get some really awesome art awesome music awesome animation great voice work 
and yeah just stuff that'll make you happy make you make you smile make you laugh and enjoy yourself because <laughs> this person is a renaissance man of, of this era of creativity that we're going through at the moment yeah someone who can animate someone who can 3d model someone who can write who can draw who can design characters make music it's ridiculous the amount of things that they can do it's it's, it's um, yeah absolutely sublime yeah definitely you definitely know, definitely watch this one of the things that i think is interesting is that like it's almost as if uh liquid television has sort of birthed all of these things into existence even for people that mm. weren't around uh for liquid television for those who don't know that mtv had this sort of like segment that was called liquid television and it would actually showcase uh, a lot of animated shorts uh, from from various types of animators, uh, it, it's more notably known for uh, Aeon Flux, uh, which was ah, uh, yeah. an interesting animated uh, feature by Peter Chung, uh, who's probably one of the more like bizarre, prolific Korean animators, uh, you know, to exist within the whole history of Korean animation and like U.S. collaboration. But there are other titles that were in the series, and they're all very vastly different. And they cover a lot of concepts that, you know, for me, being a young middle school or high schooler were just like, just wild for me to comprehend and even see. But one of the things that's neat about it is that like, it seems like that sensibility and that vibe has always been a thing. And I see it permeate through like, so many different things, especially, you know, even this Ian Worthington guy on a different level, you know what I mean? Like, like mm -hmm. this dude, he's got like a polished, uh, sensibility to all of his collective work and a lot of stuff in liquid television was uh, a bit unpolished or maybe maybe it was like a choice to be like I'm not sure but um, mm. just that sensibility of making you look at uh, entertainment or you know content that can be entertaining in a, in a different way uh, you know sometimes it's fun to just kind of you know just look at something that's a little more bizarre and wild uh, I don't know if anybody has heard of uh, Pilot Redson uh, mm. they have a YouTube channel where they create these incredibly odd things that definitely seem drug inducing like it's like you watch it and you're on drugs kind of thing um, but they also do music but they put a lot of the music in their shorts but then they release like little like uh, indie albums on like Bandcamp and stuff like that um, you know they actually do some pretty bizarre stuff I'm gonna link uh, something in, in, in the chat uh, which the music for sounds like something that you would hear from uh you know, like a like a like a Sega Genesis game. You know, like it's 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 very much like a sort of not just that it's 16 bit, but it's got this sort of uneasy sort of feeling. You know, there's certain tracks back in that era that had like a a strange sort of like vibe to them where they made you feel uncomfortable, but they were like they were interesting. You know, like you, you kind of kept you hooked. Uh, and and one of the tracks that's in this one kind of has that vibe, uh, but it's a very odd video but there's a really cool transition with like a uh, a car windshield that like honestly like for all of the weird kitschiness of how this looks like i think that's one of the smartest things i've ever seen <laughs> but uh but it's a it's a very bizarre um you know video but they have a lot of different like videos they've made over the years and uh it's kind of fun just to go through this kind of stuff for me uh I, obviously this plays into my fascination with like very unusual things considering how okay. like tight my art is but you know i'm i'm going to have to go but uh before before i go i want to give you the most strange things i think i have 
watched in a, in a very, 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 very time. Do you remember this? I think you know about it, James. The the DYE fantasy clip. Oh, you know, about, you know the, 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 with the, the kids that go to the pool and... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, oh, the guy yeah. that made this, this, this thing is called Jeremy Perrin. He's a Frenchman and, uh, and he's one... Mm -hmm. And he made a series, an animated series recently, that is basically a French guy does a Kutonoken. And it's called Crisis Jung. And the story is uh, there's a nuclear explosion and uh, Jung and his wife Maria are separated because a giant obese naked man named Little Jesus uh, <laughs> captures Maria oh, and wow. kills her. And after that, Jung has to uh, become a kind of overpowered man that will free the land and it's it's impossible to describe just just go to youtube type crisis jung like uh jung like the philosopher and uh watch the trailer and it's there's a lot of nudity there's uh, like just to give you an example each time little jesus launched a new um a new sub boss at Jung, he shits it like oh, he's wow. on the throne and he co he say he says something like uh like prepare for the world of torment and he shits and after that a cannon fires his shit and that creates a monster <laughs> or something like okay, that wow. and uh, the main hero so the kind of okutonokan like it's a kind of inversion of the masculinity of um, of Ken, because when he, he draws a lot of power from him, from uh, himself, he has giant red polished nails that appear, giant breasts, and uh, he stops being just a man and he becomes a alpha man, alpha woman, and uh, everything is, oh my God, that's and all the. Um, all the sub bosses are like uh, love, emotion, and you know, grand principles. And each time he is first defeated by one of them, and he, he is catched by a, a giant hand that is basically his therapist. And he has to talk to his therapist, and he comes back and he frees the land by with love. <laughs> wow! By, yeah. by punching don't... everyone in the face, and his ma his major technique is the technique of heavy, very big, heavy fist. <laughs> yeah. I just watched this trailer, and it's exactly what Thomas just said. It's, it's mind blowing, beautiful. and you should probably watch this. And yeah. that's that's the three AM playlist, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Are we and and this is uh, is uh, the person who is accompanying uh, the the. Um, the, the the sidekick is a slave uh, uh i I'll, i don't know woman man slave we don't know that looks like real cleopatra but uh with a bird wow so and a, a woman voice and that's that's everything is mixed inside this basically that's uh that's <laughs> And maybe, maybe, floored maybe, by this man. Yeah, yeah, I know. And maybe you've heard about what this they've made before. They made the the series people do. Yes, people yes. do. Oh, yes. and the that, super fuck friends. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the same guys, uh, the same studio as people do. Not the same uh, director, but uh, yeah. the same studio. 
Yeah, Bobby Pills. If you go to bobbypills.com, you can uh, check all this out. Yeah, it's very, very much like a modern equivalent of liquid television, but getting away with like way more crazy way content more. than you could ever get away way with on TV. More. And uh, just to just so you know, it's only dubbed dubbed in French, so you have to look it with uh, subtitles. Yeah. But I, uh, that's yeah. incredible. I, I remember <laughs> reading an interview with, um, I think, one of the founders of Bobby Pills after they had debuted all these shows, and he was saying, like, people kept asking him, like, why are your shows so so disgusting? And he's like, ah... Hmm. I'm I'm French. Like I eat snails. What do you expect? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, that sums it well. Well, yeah. the, the their goal was to. They, they are all. I think they are all people. You know, from the the, the Angoulême uh, school of um, not the the Gobelin school of animation in Paris, mm, mm. and uh, a lot of them they are kind of fed up with uh, doing kids show. Oh yeah shows so they wanted to make like big adult disgusting show exactly like the die fantasy uh, clip that uh, that you already know so yeah. and pe yes. people do if you if you're a listener of art Eater podcast and you don't know people do is basically a sex education with gentle animals like um i don't know we need the poo but that talks about sex all the <laughs> in time in a very mature and, way basically yeah, yeah. Uh, it's super raw but it's super you know sex positive not judgmental and all but it goes like the, the first episode is uh is about uh prostate simulation or something like that so be prepared <laughs> be prepared okay yeah. definitely yeah okay and yeah. so with those 3 a.m shows i have to leave to to eat something so thank you yeah. for having me guys <laughs> yeah. always, it's always a pleasure yeah, always and uh, have fun with the rest of the podcast just write on the list uh, of subjects that we have to to talk about but oh, 3 a.m yeah. things we are already doing yeah. the podcast but uh, the 3 a.m things is uh, a good oh, yeah. one we, we have our first we have our first like side show right it's like, yeah. like episode of the show like our eater podcast is like a channel and like 3 3 a.m media or 3 a.m games or whatever we're gonna yeah, call yeah, it yeah. it's gonna be a thing yeah yeah, yeah. it's been birth <laughs> <laughs> bye guys all right well, peace, peace, later. peace peace oh man it's um yeah, it's it's almost 3 a.m. for me actually, so I gotta I gotta sign out before too long. But um, yeah, let's let's hear them. Let's let's hear. Right, cool. uh, let's I'll, make I'll these make, the I'll closing comments. No, yeah. absolutely. I was gonna say, I'll make it super quick. Basically, there are some really strange things out there on the internet, as we all know. Hmm. But one of the older things that I really enjoyed is this. It's called Two in the A.M. P.M. It's a old animatic and short by uh, J.G. Quintel, creative regular show, one of my favorite shows. Oh, and, great show, yeah, yeah. It features, yeah. It features early versions of characters from the regular show series. Basically, the characters that are in this, they're humans who end up taking some, <laughs> some uh, candy, let's say, with some uh, acid in it. And they go on a little trip. <laughs> that's that's what we should say. But yeah, it's very um, it's it's got some interesting vibes. It has some drug references in there, so obviously be ready for that. But it's very interesting seeing the sort of birth of the characters from the actual you know show, the smash hit regular show that went on for like multiple seasons. I think like I think seven or eight seasons, something like that, across many years on Cartoon Network. Very successful. But yeah, it's it's cool seeing that get birthed in a sort of you know little short and seeing the concepts in there that got to remain and what obviously got taken out yeah that's very interesting 
and then another thing as well um so this is really strange thing that i like to do in my own spare time which is just watch old cartoon network bumpers so for example you'll see random clips of different characters from the wider cartoon network universe and they're sort of you know in between shows you get to see Professor Utonium filling up his car at a gas station, or you get to see Grimm from Grimm Adventures of Billy and Mandy going shopping. Oh uh, yeah. Samurai Jack and Johnny Bravo both walking, both washing their clothes in a you know in a little place where you can do that in town and stuff. Like yeah, you just get to see little peeks into like the daily lives of the characters, and it sort of like threads together a wider world that they all exist in. It, do you know what I mean? It's really interesting to think about. And yeah, some those of them were are a bit fun. creepy. Some of them are a bit funny. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I, I love watching these. Obviously, some people on the internet have been compiling them, and you know, have been oh, nice. looking after them, making sure, like, yeah, making sure that the footage still stays, you know, watchable over a period of time. And yeah, it's, it's cool just to make sure that people know about this because it's always fun to watch these. So that's cool. And then the last, last thing is just this, which is very strange, but it's called Mickey is forced to train, is to, is forced to choose between Goofy and his country. So it's this very odd video wow. by this person called Ethereal Snake. And yeah, this one is one you got to prepare yourself for a little bit. It's like a bit of a Vietnam War flashback type um, video, but it it, it posits um, obviously as we know Mickey Mouse and Goofy. We know these characters. I'm sure if you if you're listening, you'll know who they are. But yeah, it is a wild video. I don't even want to spoil it. I don't even okay. want to talk about it too much. I just want people to just watch this video and have a think about what it about what it is because it's really 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 well written and it's it's very emotional actually but it's very strange and this is the most peak 3am watching that I could put in here for the 3am <laughs> concept that we're going for so that, that's it yeah enjoy these <laughs> oh, course, great man. recommendations I will, uh, yeah. I will check that out oh it's not very long either yeah. yeah it's not a huge it, commitment all, all, yeah. okay yeah i'll check that out yeah i put these in here because they're all like they're all pretty short the only yeah. thing that's long here is just the bumper compilation but yeah all really short things to watch at 3am yeah. Oh man, I mean, that's man. These are just just looking at the first few shots. Like, yeah, there's some. It, it, it's definitely emotionally uh, evocative. Like already, uh, you know. But again, I mean, this is this is one of the things that makes, uh, I guess, this concept that you know I've always kind of had in my head of like 3 a.m. Is that like it's it's sort of like this time where you know your brain is just it's true as self you're not at work you're not at home with roommates friends family kids wife or whatever you're just you in this you know analog or digital illumination uh mm-hmm. and I, I i feel like there's something special about that where you're you're more i guess prone to watch something that maybe you wouldn't watch or think about something that maybe you normally wouldn't think about in your normal conscious state like at work and like whoever you have to be around uh and you find out really interesting things and you see very you know creative uh you know things that normally wouldn't be i guess deemed uh you know suitable for like normal programming or viewing and uh you know you end up sometimes discovering stuff about yourself uh about other artists about other creators about like why someone would make something like this uh, and it's like it's an incredible experience. I feel like uh, you know everybody should have that day or time where they you know see something at some weird time of the night when their brain is normally not processing information and uh, allowing them to potentially grow or to just be entertained in a an unusual way. Uh, I, I think especially in a time where 
being creative is, is it's so it's a, such a marketable commodity that a lot of people have for whatever reason decided to be more homogenized in their creativity and, and there's nothing wrong with that you know if you want to make the corporate buck that's great but it's cool to see that there are people that are passionate as well in a different way uh, about the things that they create and what they want to say uh, and I think that you know some people's voices are just louder at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and uh, you know I mean that's that's I think where my fascination with things like that comes from and sometimes it causes me to uh, embrace my own uh, inner creativity I mean I have a a series where the villain's mom is a celebrity chef that's a combination between the villain from Flower in the Attic and Nicole Kidman's character in Stoker so I mean these things obviously for me were incited from seeing things or seeing people embrace uh, atypical concepts and being confident with them uh, so you know it was an inspiration for me but it also can be really entertaining so yeah yeah totally totally well, yeah, this has been mad fun. I've had a really good time, and we've obviously, you know, talked up a storm and stuff. But it's time to cap it off, get going. But yeah, the three AM concept—it's been great, and I think that there's so much that we can do with this. I hope that all the people listening—if you ended up following us along, following along with us, and you know, googling things as we mentioned them, or you know, checking out some images and things that might get released and stuff—yeah, I hope that this was a little uh, journey across the internet rabbit holes that people can go down because there's a lot of weird stuff out there, but a lot of it is really cool. So. Yeah, I hope that if you're listening, just uh, check out what we've mentioned and have fun. Yes, or send send us stuff too if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go yeah. by um, yeah, yeah. I, say, I go by uh, at AJ Mattis on Twitter. I didn't even have an intro or outro prepared because this was very unexpected. But we'll go off the top with this. But yeah, at AJ M A T T I S on Twitter. I go by AJ. I'm just called Adam or AJ. You can call me either. And yeah, I, I'm very much open to anybody just hitting me up because I've had a few people who thankfully just you know I'm very grateful for they've come through off the back of this podcast give me a follow and we talk about some random stuff every now and again so nice. yeah, if you ever you know want to just shoot us a message or shoot me an, an at on Twitter and I'll, I'll say hi I'll say hello yeah yeah same here I go by uh, beefy underscore kunoichi that's b double e f y underscore k u n o i c h i you know obviously I show a lot of my uh, development work for a series I'm working on called Part-Time Shuffle. Uh, I cook from time to time, so I talk about that and I show those things. And uh, I also show off doing uh, really cool combos and fighting games because that's things that I like to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always free to talk about, you know, anything, especially 3AM related uh, artistic content. You know, that's definitely something that uh, I'm definitely not opposed to. So, you know, you don't shoot me a line. Uh, I'm always there on Twitter. All right. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking to y'all. Um, yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm your host, uh, Richmond. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Richmond R I C H M O N D underscore L E E. Um, yeah. And uh, if you want to follow the podcast, uh, Art Eater Podcast, you can follow along at Art Eater Podcast. A R T P O D C A. I can't spell right now. It's it's three a.m. It's it's already your <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah uh, so so thank you for listening. Uh, this ended up being a very special show. This was uh, the first the, the the birth of the the three a.m. Uh, art eater feature. So um, yeah, looking forward to doing more of these. Yeah, watch this space, baby. We can have some more three a.m. conversations. All Get right. ready for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully right. not at 3 a.m. though for a <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, any any time. Anytime. It's always always a pleasure. Alright. Alright. Stay safe guys. Yeah, have a good night. Good night.